Shotgun. Zerg. New. I got a Zerg. And a shotgun. And I'm bringing them home to you. I'm Commander Rainer. And this here's my favorite show in Nexus. This is Core. Yeehaw! Time to show these bastards the door. Yeah, dude, Jim Rayner, sticking it out where everyone can see it. I love that guy. He's great. I don't know. Oh, Bo's video went weird. It's back. Bo was so into it, he quit. He was like, I'm out. I did your intro, yep. and I'm done with the show. Work complete. Uh, that was great. That was awesome. Um, Jim Rayner, uh, on the tips of people's tongues today, we'll get into all those reasons and all, uh, and more here coming up. At least I saw something on our Slack that I haven't followed through on, but I want to learn more about what's going on with Rayner. Uh, but yeah, happy uh, Ra <clears throat> Valentine's Rainer Day, everybody. It's Valentine's Day. Now, we've celebrated Valentine's Day, who today, by the way, Tom Merritt informed me today that he is famous for two things. Uh, he was famous for being the patron saint of epilepsy and the patron saint of, what was the other one? It's like some other, uh, I can't remember, leprosy or something. One of the, some other horrible thing got nothing to do with love or any of that and he died from decapitation that was the way he, he went out so that's why they celebrate the guy now you think well scott what does that have to do with the lovey-dovey pink you know cherub shooting an arrow and putting everybody in love mm -hmm. thing that came way way later in fact some say as late as uh the uh, very early days of the hallmark company and a uh, campaign they did with their cards so welcome to the capitalist society where none of us knew where Valentine's Day came from. A patron saint of leprosy. Woo! Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so we're celebrating today, which it's fine now. It's a great big cool thing. You, you, you tell your significant other how much you care about them. You give them little gifts and stuff. Sometimes people do chocolate or whatever the stereotypes are. In my case, my wife bought me a bidet, which is super exciting. Uh, that'll be hooked up later tonight. Gonna give give it an old once over when I get done Romantic with the show. Romantic evening wait, alone uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> a bidet is the thing that cleans you with water after you're done in the bathroom. Yeah, squirt yeah. you, it squirts you in the hooter. That's what it does. That's an incredible Valentine's Day gift. I agree. That is an awesome gift. That I is. It's <laughs> it's probably the best Valentine's <laughs> gift. I've ever heard of. She not I've ever heard that. of a better gift. She not only did that, but she ran. She had to run power into that room where there was no outlets because that's the only way it'll work. It, it, it's a warming one, so like you make water all warm and stuff. And it has all these yeah. buttons and a remote and other things. I've told this whole story on TMS, but for those who didn't hear that, it's a very exciting proposition. There's somebody up there. I can hear him right now. Built uh, installing it. So after the show tonight, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Can I ask I, you a question? Yeah. Uh, what did you do to prepare? Was there a big meal? Did you go <laughs> anywhere special? Did you, was it Chipotle night? Is uh, there anything you've done uh, in advance in preparation of your Valentine's Day gift? Uh, yes. Two days of jambalaya because it was Fat Tuesday yesterday and Kim made jambalaya for uh, for the Mardi Gras holiday. Yeah. So I've, I've eaten Mardi Gras for dinner yesterday, uh, lunch today, 
I snacked on it a couple of times because it just happened to be out because that's what you do. You make a giant batch and just like eat it forever. So I've been eating nothing but jambalaya. That bidet does not know what it's in for. I'm stoked. So, yeah, that's Wait, how that's going. You use it after, though, right? Well, yeah. No, yeah, so yes, like, both. it'll be fine it'll be fine you're you're up there in french canadia you know how this stuff what's, works what's 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 it pressure tested for uh it's i don't I, I, i've been told <laughs> what's his what's his uh combat rating <laughs> <laughs> i've been told yeah. that i've been told that it's not as strong as like a tooth or like a water pick you know those things you use to like okay. uh, yeah. do your teeth and it's not like that uh, so I don't think you're going to get any kind of like laser burns or anything weird, but it's, it's, you know, it's enough to, you know, it's enough to, to do the deed to get the deal done. As right. far as well, I know, I, I don't really know. I've never sat on one. This has never happened to me before. So I'm totally stoked. I never, even... I, I, you've, you've now created, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, a new standard because I am not in a relationship, but I'm going to be looking for someone. <laughs> I'm going to marry the first person that buys me a bidet and installs it and is like honey here you go this is marry that woman scott uh, too late i already did too late much too late but yeah it was very nice of her and it's a weird thing to tell people about but hey we did it right here on this heroes of the storm podcast yeah with me scott johnson bo schwartz and john jagger whose names i hadn't said until this moment hey, um, it's relevant it is relevant so so all right so here's how we're going to celebrate i mean i don't know how i'm going to celebrate later but for now we'll celebrate <laughs> <laughs> By uh, having three guys, that's me, you, and you, talk about a video game. All right? There you go. That's the extent of it. But in the spirit of the holiday, let's talk about the moment in the game that won us over. What was the moment that that you fell in love with Heroes of the Storm? And I know mine all right off the bat. So I'm just going to tell you, you do with it what you want, and we'll go around the room. It's a fun little exercise we're going to have here, okay? It's not quite as satisfying as a as a nice, warm jet of clean water in your hooter but it's close so here you go uh for me the the moment i knew i was in and this is kind of weird because i'd done the combo plenty of times and i was getting the hang of it and everything was fun and fine but there was a moment and i've mentioned this on the show before that the character i was playing when i kind of had my moment was thrall but i can tell you the exact moment i had and it was this it was a fight where I successfully pulled off the proper combo. At the time, it was all about uh, Second Wind or whatever it's called. What's his E called? I forget now. It's wind Fury. Wind Fury. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have Second Wind tonight. That's what I meant about that. <laughs> and Wind Fury. Uh, and Third Wind. <laughs> so his, bidet, more like Bidet and Night. Bidet right? and <laughs> Night and another day. Um, so he he did this successful combo, and that, and that final... It was one of those double hit ones after the ta talent. I don't know what that talent looks like. I haven't played Rainer in a while. But it creates two hits from successfully pulling off an E on somebody. So he whips it around and does the wham, wham. And the second wham killed and sent Kerrigan flying 100 feet. The physics, I thought, were incredible. She came high to the camera and then low again and then skeetered off into the, into the gate of the other team. And it was then that I knew that this was going to be a game I was ready to sink time into and fall in love with. Don't ask me why, just something about it. Uh, endorphin kicked off right that second. I don't know what it was, but that second where I could, where I just felt this meaty crunch and, and took out one of the great villains and most complicated villains of Starcraft history and did it with a, with thrall 
the war chief and he's in his war chief gear so he's you know he's not quite i'm a hippie guy sitting out in the in the swirling nether guy yet it's pre-granola phase thrall exactly doesn't have his big pearls yet or any of that i mean he does now but whatever it's just a skin but that feeling of just throwing her across the map and feeling that visceral crunch of just boom and that ding sound you get, which is, where is that? Nope, that's not it. No, no. That. That sound. I mean, that's isolated, but just imagine that. And then there's and the players are making sounds like, ho or whatever. Like, it's an amazing, <laughs> it's an amazing feeling. And I and for whatever reason that was the click, and I felt it, and I was good to go from there. So that's my moment, John. This was your fun idea. Why don't we throw it to you next? What do you, what's what's your fall in love with the game moment? So it's funny because mine's actually a lot like yours. I gave Heroes a try because it seemed like a cool way to. I don't know. This is getting into it a little bit, but back in the day when Diablo two first came out, me and a friend just used to always. We got obsessed with that cutscene where Tyrael is fighting the Wanderer and you see his sword go falling off the side. Yeah. And we just became obsessed with this notion that you could get that sword and that you could become Tyrael. We had no reason to believe this <laughs> except that, hey, this is a thing that happened and we're there now. So I want to go find that sword. That sword went uh, somewhere in your in your head. It had to be someplace. It doesn't just disappear. Right. Yeah. And also, Tyrael is so cool. How could they make a character so cool and not let you play as him? Yeah. That was also, that boggled our mind. So it was like, well, clearly if they do a Diablo 3, Tyrael's going to just be a character. Uh, which also didn't happen, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, but Heroes was this promise of, like, that moment and that idea. Like, now's your chance to be Tyrael. Now's your chance to be Diablo if you want to be Diablo. Mm -hmm. Like, you can do all these things you can play all these iconic characters and that's what got me trying it but the moment where i was like oh this is going to be a game that i play is much like yours it was a combo mm. and it was playing sylvanas and it was having a character run past me and i held down my q button and did the <laughs> hit them five times and then they went running away and i shot my e in the direction they were going and whooshed over to him and shot him five more times and then i got the satisfying ding yeah. and uh watched their body explode and i was like i'm the coolest character in the world yep. yeah yeah that's the and one so so when that happened i feel like that locked you in on your your mode from then forward like you are that guy now who sees a window and assassinates like i've seen you do this with but with also also characters that shouldn't be able to do it like i've seen you do it with artanis or i've seen you do it with other tanks where you seem to have an instinct now for go 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 kill 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 bam 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 get out and you kind of know the timing of it and it's usually some rad kind of kill yeah and i feel like that was it's like that happened and you went oh okay this is me now this is what right. i'll do from now on yeah. Because usually at the other end of that body flying away yeah. is somebody going, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling. And I mean, it makes up for all the times that I'm the one on the other end going, ah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so I just really, I don't know. That was the moment that hooked me. I was like, oh, I get these games. You know, it's it's 
me versus them and it's mind games and it's all these things that it can possibly be and and what a cool concept that is yeah and uh so yeah it was that uh was that that got me hooked when john became a moba player um it was such heady times then uh bo well, this I'm, moba anyway. bo, <laughs> yeah bo I'm, <laughs> I'm dying to know yours because you unlike john and i you didn't uh, avoid mobas you were playing league and doing some other stuff and kind of you know, you already had a sort of a taste for that stuff, but you knew you already sort of, I've heard you say before, you kind of knew this game was going to be your game, but was there a moment for you where you're like, yep, Blizzard delivered what I asked for? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the moment I could play, the only reason I played other MOBAs was in anticipation for this new Blizzard Heroes All-Stars thing that I, I couldn't wait to try. That was, mm. that's what got me playing the other ones. Mm. But the moment where I really felt like got obsessed, like really like next level obsessed was just spamming Illidan games and AI. And it was honestly, like, it's two things. I love hunting people globally, so I wanted to practice that muscle memory. There's a sort of, almost like playing a violin, playing Illidan or something. There's, like, this sort of music to mm -hmm. it that was mechanically really enticing. And also, I got to be honest, like, I couldn't wait to log in and listen to Liam O'Brien. Like, oh, yeah. the, the voice work, literally, I would just be like, oh, like... It would make it would release endorphins and make me just feel so powerful listening to the voice work for Illidan and the other MOBAs. They had them say lines, but nowhere near as awesome as the VO work that's put into the game. I find which is and true. It's still it's, enjoyable on it, a lot of heroes. When you say that's still, I mean that's always been true of Blizzard generally, but it's across across all their games. We take it for granted because they're just good at it, and so we just expect it to be good when we play a Blizzard game, but. If you go just play any other, you know, competitive multiplayer games, something like Overwatch or something like Heroes, and you hear that VO work and and sound work in general, it's not the same, man. They are a cut no. above. They do they do something special, and it's very hard to put your finger on how they're able to do it. Obviously, the voice actors themselves are a big part of that. But dude, I've heard some game lines from Liam that are terrible. Well, what's the difference? And he'd tell you. He'd say it's it's direction and, and vision. And Blizzard has such great direction and vision and therefore casting and therefore getting the right people in the right roles. Like, it's a game changer. And I don't mean that ironically. Like, I'm with you 100% on that. It's huge. It was the big reason I'm just like, I love playing this game. And the Illidan Ultimate in particular, too. Like, feel the pain of 10,000 years! Like, you're... Like my pants fly off every time he, he, <laughs> he I hear him ultimate. Even when I play as him now, it's it's it's, it's very satisfying. you know of all yeah. the ultimates, his just resonates. Like I mean, he's always done a phenomenal job of with Illidan and in World of Warcraft and, yeah. and other and places. mechanically. Like, I mean, coming from from the other game, you were pretty happy mechanically, right? Like you did you feel right away like Blizzard was doing good things with their QWER? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, oh, like, I just, I, I liked all of it, but it was his kit in particular that just seemed like the most challenging puzzle. It's just a fun, it was just, just it still is incredibly fun to play him. Uh, it's just because you're all over the place. You're kind of, you're kind of weak. Like, you're, you know, range characters, you're like, oh, I'm safe over here. Pew, 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 pew. Like, you have that same squishiness, but you kind of don't. You've got these bait tactics, and you're all over the place, and you get carpal tunnel syndrome after playing a couple of matches with them. Yeah. 
It's a beautiful thing. He also well, and I think you know. it stands out for Bo too, because if you've ever watched Bo stream heroes, you will notice one thing. He keeps the sound at a pretty reasonable level for his stream, so you can hear Bo if he wants to say something. But voice lines are cranked. Mm. No, they are. Yeah. Plays with his yeah. Oh, I, you noticed that. That's so cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So my master volume is, is at about 17%, mm-hmm. um, which is really low, but I crank like the, the monitor I have here. Mm-hmm. And then I keep the, the music at about 20%. I keep the sounds at about 30%. And all dialogue, 100%. <laughs> oh, weird. And I do this in all of my games. Literally, whenever I start up a game, like I'm just, I want to, if it's got good VO work, I want to like listen to that work because it's what sells me on the fantasy like 80 to 90%. I mean, the graphics matter and all that stuff too. It's just, it's what I like the best from, from, yeah. Oh, game uh, Liam would love to hear all this. We should, he should, I should, I should tell him this because he, I yeah. mean, those guys get they're unsung heroes of heroes. Like they, all really the voice works it. good, but there's something. There's just like a magic intersection of Liam's work, the way Illidan plays mechanically, and just the character of Illidan. Like everyone's got these tricks, and Illidan's just this guy with no shirt on and no shoes, and he's blind, and he's just like he's got these ridiculous knives that nobody in their right mind would ever fight with. Right, and and so he's he's like basically um like of a hobo. They put a hobo in the game. Yeah, uh, that's that's Illidan. Like I mean, I know demon hunters are cool and everything, but literally, like Raider's got a suit of armor, <laughs> Li Ming's got like fancy clothes and magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just like whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's, he's not too bothered. Stick that way. away from a hobo. That basically. is true. He yeah. also he has the worst pants in all of Warcraft history. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out. There. Those are bad pants. Uh, but also, uh, I think it should be said that one of the things you'll notice in the world of mobas in general, and even other games, the influence is really, really strong with Illidan. Every game I swear that you get on mobile's got a guy with two big, big blades like that. Or every other MOBA's got a character that's based on him. Now, I know the original Dota, which was a mod for Warcraft 3, was quite literally Illidan's model. And people are just sort of continuing that on in the same way they did with the, not the Butcher, but with uh, Stitches and so on. So I know that that's a thing, but his influence is far and wide, man. Like, well, actually, Blizzard art is generally everywhere. I don't know if you guys have looked at an app store lately, but good lord. This, yeah, that's that's I, I depend on you for the uh, Blizzard ripoff report. It's <laughs> so bad, and I can't help I can't help but screen cap that stuff and show everybody because it's yeah. so blatant to me. Like sometimes I swear it's just like there was one of Chen I saw the other day. That I didn't capture this one, but it's just it's straight up Chen. It's a panda with Chen's thing, the stick with the little bottle on the end, a big barrel in his arm, and his name in the game was something like Ping Ding Dong or some other name. <laughs> It was. yeah no like if it was like a couple of 15 year olds who just excelled and made you know they don't understand the way these things work and did a right. project and you know you'd be like okay i get it but these are like grown-ass adults like no, yeah they're entire, set, like they're huge companies like, in asia that are like they just don't have our copyright law so they don't care no one's gonna notice and blizzard must be on the one hand blizzard likes to protect their own ips but I'm sure, on the other hand, Blizzard in some way has to be complimented by the fact that their their style and their approach to everything they've made has informed multiple generations of artists and people and designers and game makers. And there's a reason they all look like Blizzard art. It's because they set the standard and everybody kind of copied it. And it's not it's not just Asia. There's plenty of games over here 
a game I really like, Battle Bright or Battle Right. Battle Bright. Battle Bright. You know, Battle Bright. Get it when you're a kid. It's like 80s yeah. commercial. Uh, like, what was the name of that thing? The- Turn on the magical shining Battle Bright. <laughs> Isn't it a, a light bright? Yeah, light bright. Is- light bright making things with light. Light bright. Anyway, uh, that game is awesome in its own way. It has its own thing. It's super cool. I don't, I, 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 the gameplay wise, I think it kind of stands in its own little space. But aesthetically, it's like a bunch of WoW designers did it. So, or not WoW, but Blizzard designers. And so that's kind of true across the board. Even those, even those who are doing all this stuff legally and they're not copying characters, that style that permeates the industry is like undeniably Blizzard, which is so cool. So anyway. I mean, all, after all, all these hell. years, WoW still looks amazing. There's still times I see things in WoW and just go, oh my gosh, that looks incredible. Yep. And what other game from that time period can you say that about? Now, Granted, yes, things change. They have gotten better. It's not like we're looking at vanilla textures and still going, wow. But um, <laughs> like in general, most games from that era, even if they're being updated, don't look that good. No, it's 04, man. I, I don't know if you guys have looked at the also frequently updated uh, EverQuest 2. It looks like uh, three dead mannequins and a monkey. It's awful. It's terrible looking. I don't know what I don't know what the mannequins are. The monkey. Would you ever. say Ed mannequins? No, three dead mannequins. Ed mannequins. Oh. <laughs> three mannequins named Ed walk into a bar. No, but it's it's like, really ugly and it doesn't hold up. At the time, it was kind of cutting edge and realistic. It doesn't hold up over time. Their stylized approach to this stuff, it's just unbelievable. And I know they. I have to know that they feel that. They have to sense that. Because everything out there feels like a ripoff of their stuff, including competition for Heroes of the Storm. Look, it's great, man. Riot fans, you you got your game. It's doing great. 100 million players. Well done. Uh, Arena or Legends Arena or whatever the hell it's called. The mobile thing that's bigger than anything uh, that Tencent owns. Well done. Good job. But all your games look like Blizzard drew pictures and you stole them. That's just how it looks. So uh, hats off to Blizzard. But not really because I need my headphones to stay on. So I'm not taking my hat off. Good call. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about that free legendary loot box. I didn't open mine yet because I'm going to do it tonight on the stream. But, um, and Bo, you've already got like nine, so you probably just add it to your collection. Yeah, and I now have 11 legendary loot box. I'm going to say a quick public service yeah. announcement right up front about this. Yeah. Uh, please remember that it costs an obscene amount of gold to re-roll these things. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I thought I had enough. I looked. I was like, oh, I got like three thousand gold. I'll be good, and I could only reroll it twice. So, Don't. what's the uh, scale? Is it five hundred, one thousand, two thousand? I think it's even more than that. I think seven fifty, fifteen hundred, and then two thousand something. I think yeah, something in that range. Wow. It's expensive, like too much. Mm-hmm honestly it's it's a lot of gold i was like yay i unlocked the ability to remove all the gold from my account i did it you guys yeah i'm broke yeah well done so did you do that did you max that one out just to get the best out of it no because i couldn't afford the best thing so i did it i lost all my gold in the gain of 400 shards (laughs) didn't feel great no it doesn't well i mean here's what should feel great they put up on the blog the reason why you're getting this. They said that uh, you should get it because of all the goofy stuff that's been going on with the ranked uh, system. And since that thing's still not worked out and still not technically in the place they want it to be, they're like, yo, check it out. Troubled ranking system in this season. 
how about a free uh, legendary loot box where you're guaranteed at least a legendary? In John's case, a bucket of shards. <laughs> yeah, in my case, we uh, we took away all your gold. And I mean, it's 400 shards. shards you wouldn't have had. Yeah, uh-huh. that's fine. Sure. Yeah. I, sure. Yeah. And I, I did. I was going to do the ranked games anyway. So it's not like it was for nothing. But I still maintain that this supports my point that legendary loot boxes and legendary items in loot boxes don't feel quite good enough. I uh, I agree. Even though, even though, I mean, it may actually, you may just be having a problem with loot boxes in general because the only way to make them feel better is for you to get things, right? But then, right. But then they're skewing it in favor of you getting things, which means it's not a true random loot box then. Like there's a lot of... There's a lot of complicated <clears throat> mental things, uh, psychological things about loot boxes that we've talked about before. Some we have, some we haven't. But the fact that you didn't get something super cool in there is your primary reason it didn't feel good. And if I get something rad tonight, it's going to be the reason I feel great about that free loot box. I wouldn't have had it otherwise. But at least in Heroes, we can throw money at it. And money by money, I mean in-game gold. Now, you didn't have enough I... to do anything. I barely have enough. Some stuff on launch, if you're really hyper for it, you can buy it. Yeah. Like I bought all the Mecha Battlestorm stuff. Yeah. yeah. No loot boxes for me. Just give, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. So, you know, if you really want something, chances are you can get it. I think the seasonal stuff you can't though, right? No. Oh, no, well, there's a you bundle. You can usually there's buy a bundle. bundle. The problem yeah. is, is that there's no way to do it piecemeal. Blizzard has a very all or nothing approach to how they release this content. If you want the Mecha Storm, they did a little better because you could do it by character with that. But like, for example, holidays, it's like, well, you better want all the iterations of the holiday because you either buy it or you hope for loot boxes or shards in that time window. Um, I think for me, the only thing that would need to be done for Legendary is just either do some sort of duplicate protection on Legendary only. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the rest. That's fine. Or if you are going to reward shards for getting a legendary at the legendary level, it should give you enough to buy a legendary skin. Oh, that's a good uh, idea. Because it's not even half. Like in, in Overwatch, you get half the cost of a legendary if you get a duplicate. Yeah. Here, it's not even half the cost. because It's a quarter, get, right? It's yeah. a quarter to uh, four, a sixth, eight, depending on... It's a third. Yeah, it's between like a third and a quarter, I think. Yeah, there's two prices. If it's 1600 that makes it a quarter... If it's twenty four hundred, I'm just getting my calculator out here. Let us see, twenty four hundred divided by four hundred is six. Yeah, mm. it's a six. Mm. So, here's the here's the problem that they have though. Like with Overwatch, their ratio of skins to character uh, total is much higher, meaning they have way more skins per character per capita <laughs> than Heroes does. Because Heroes, what are we at now? Hundred characters or something close, right? Seventy, eighty, ninety, We're whatever. Close. Whatever we are. I don't, I don't know. know. That's a lot. That's almost four times, three times at least the number of heroes in in, uh, in Overwatch. They'll be adding more soon, of course, but they're not adding them at the rate heroes is. So what that means is to, to get enough content in there to say, well, we've got tons and tons of legendaries for every character is a much uh, harder thing for them to accomplish. And so I think the reason they don't give you enough gold or even half enough gold or shards rather to go buy a legendary if you don't roll one you want um is because they just don't have the right ratio right now like in overwatch they give you half because they got the right ratio they got a ton of skins for only 25 characters this is a game with well more than that and 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 if we just keep buying them with shards 
then that means anytime anyone buys a legendary box through the system of getting a guaranteed legendary box, uh, even though that's a bunch of real money and I don't know why you'd do that, but if they did, that means that even if they never got a legendary, they'd always have enough shards to go get a legendary. And maybe that's still, and I agree with you, still would be cool. That would be great. It's like the consolation prize if you don't roll something cool. But they run out of stuff too quick, is what I think they is happening. Yeah, I think I think it, every let's see if you have five things on your wish list. Yeah, if you can get those, like no matter what legendary, the first five times you hit a legendary, your thirst goes down. Yeah, yeah, and the thirst is important for free to play. Person, you have to be like, damn it, I got the green Diablo skin and I wanted the red one. <laughs> Crap, gotta yeah. keep opening loot boxes. In a way, they have yeah. to they have to balance that the way they balance the game. Saying, I understand that. Yeah. I just think that, like, with how rare a legendary box is, mm -hmm. because you don't get them all the time. Um, in this case, you're guaranteed. It is specifically one they're giving away. But if you're thinking about just the ones you buy from the store, how often you get a legendary in it, it's not that often. And I would say most of the time it feels bad. Right. And when it feels bad, then you start, your brain goes into conspiracy mode. It's like, this system's against me. I don't think the computer's working right. I think this one free loot box, as nice as it was for them to give us, I think they've skewed the numbers in favor of the house so that we don't actually get something too cool because they don't want to give stuff away for free. I'm not saying any of that is true. In fact, I, I'm almost 100% sure it's not. I can never be 100% sure, I guess. But that's what has, starts happening to players if they're not getting good stuff because then they start thinking it's balanced against them and not just purely random. So that's why I'm actually for this idea that China has enforced them to do. It's they can't just have loot boxes over there. They have to show what is it, the percentage of chance yeah. to get everything. Like they have to show the math. I would like it if they showed the math, to be yeah. honest. Because I, I I'm fine with it being random and hard. Um that's how I like my men. But <laughs> 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 Wait, I, I had a moment there where I was going to jump in. And I was like, no, I'll leave that alone. Yeah, you'll let that one sit. That's <laughs> your podcast. Scott took it himself. Yeah, you can let, that, like... let that one sit there. I'll sully this up uh, for the three sorry, of us. Sorry, sorry. But, but you uh, know I'll what I mean? Sure, like, I'll be sure to catch the next uh, one. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> what do I mean? What was I saying? The point I don't know, was... but let me, let me pick up from there. Hang on while you collect your thoughts. Because I have an <laughs> anecdotal experience. I have an anecdotal story. Because I, I maintain a balance of loot boxes. Yeah. Right, I'm never out of loot boxes, so I always right. have. An, You're the an person we scratch. buy them from, is my current theory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Loot box tycoon on Steam <laughs> or Blizzard app, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the um, the way my behavior has been is, if I'm feeling like, ooh, it's loot box time, I will open loot boxes and re-roll as much as I can until I hit a legendary, mm. possibly a string of epics, and then I'll stop. I'm sated. Now, when I open the 400 shards, I'm definitely like, well, I got my legendary, so I kind of feel okay, but I kind of feel poopy. But if I get a tint of a skin I wasn't really thinking about, like um, the other day I got the, you know, the uh, the, the motorbike. I got a different shade of, of Garrosh motorcycle, Mad, yeah. Mad Axe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Mad Axe cycle. I was like, okay. Like, not something I wanted. Not displeased with it. I feel like, I feel sated the, dop the dopamine triggers went off and i was like okay i got a legendary so your moderation is actually your moderation is actually a lesson then maybe for players like i mean we can't prescribe the perfect way for everybody to do this but 
I think I like, I mean, I'm, I'm well, I, I opened everything I had, so I'm well beyond where you're at. You've got your savings, <clears throat> but I was just spend, 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 but you know, open my box, open my box, open my box. I don't want to have any boxes just sitting there, but maybe your method's a good one. Like you're, you're creating your own. I've, I've put down some money for this game. Uh, that's not inconsiderable. Like I'm not trying to paint that I'm a free to play player, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. I, right, right, I've right. had, you know, like I do have, I do feel like I have options to buy things if I really want it, which is actually kind of nice. Yeah. I just feel like it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> right. You know, we think about the loot box system a little bit. That sure. makes sense. Sure. Sure. Well, loot, what are you going to do? Uh, but I will say that uh, the rank system was goofed and I really hope they get things implemented soon. My desire to play solo ranked is absolutely backburnered until that's fixed. I don't even care about it until they fix it. Uh, uh, side, side note, uh, 76 heroes in the game. Sorry. Oh, okay. Thank you. I knew it was something in that range. Uh, but but I'm not doing that until that's fixed and in there. I'm happy to play Team League because that's a different kind of experience in ranked. And, and I don't think it it's not really affecting. These problems aren't really affecting how we do in there necessarily. Um, but for me to be solo rank play, which I had fully planned on doing when this new system was all implemented, that is gonna that is on hold until they're done with figuring that yeah. out. For me, it is. I'm in the I'm in the same boat, and even in our team league, I've run into some weird things. We've seen some weird things that we can't necessarily explain. We've had times where I've gotten dinged um, more on performance than Kyle, which doesn't make sense because technically my MMR is lower than his. Mm -hmm. So you would think I would get a boost and he would get a hit, but mm -hmm. it works the other way around so we've seen some oddness even in team league but i think the nice thing in team league is you're playing with your friends you're having a good time so who cares right i think when you're playing by yourself you kind of get more in this mode of maybe even a little more competitive and so you want it to feel like it's working correctly at that point and i i think that's where i've been a little too worried to dive in uh speaking of those changes when they implemented voice chat this just occurred to me. I don't think I've been in a game yet where a rando has talked. It's not in yet. Oh, I thought it was in. No, they tested it on the PTR, but they haven't. Oh, I got that confused. Yet. I thought that was in already. So when's that's we don't know when that comes in. They uh, it's in it. the it's in the client, but not released. Okay. Sound right? Well, that explains why I don't hear anybody talking. It's not in there. <laughs> yeah. When did um when did 2.0 launch again? Was it last year, April? Are we going on a year? Yeah, was, almost. Yeah, it'll I'm be just sort of doing some. I'm going through my order history here when I picked up gems here and there or whatever. And I'd say in the past year since 2.0 launched, I know I've put down somewhere between 200 to 300 dollars potentially. Mm. I just, I want, yeah, maybe about two, two to 250 Canadian. So let's say 200 American. That's about, I don't know I'm if at. that's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like 2.5 AAA titles or three. Uh, potentially so yeah but look at that quadruple can't be that bad well <laughs> well i mean you have to look at it like and let's be honest i got some free stuff from the blizzard community team and i still spent 200 dollars. Yeah. yeah so I'm what if someone with... didn't get it i mean I, I if you're really passionate about this game i don't know like, why don't they brag about this stuff at uh like earnings calls and stuff well that's the big conspiracy theory is that's what know. gets people saying maybe they're not making that much money because they don't talk about it but i i don't think that that is mutually exclusive i don't think it's we didn't talk about it therefore we're not making money i think it could be a case of 
well, look at what Overwatch did, and why are we going to talk about this number by comparison? Yeah, but also their concurrent player numbers, they weren't specific about what games those were in anyway. Like, they they didn't... This was a combined Activision call anyway, so when they, they talked about concurrent people online, they were lumping Destiny 2, uh, Call of Duty's newest release, previous Call of Duty titles, previous Destiny 1 players, all of Blizzard's online players, and they were looping them all together and not breaking them out. I don't know why. I mean, if the, it seems like the number was super high, they might want to do that. But as we know, like in WoW, they don't, they're never going to tell us numbers of uh, population numbers anymore because that was just this up and down road that never led anywhere. So, I mean, the problem with not... The, I think I know the benefits of not saying it because it just kind of makes a clear picture for investors. But saying it would at least stop the conspiratorial thinking that, you know, Heroes is in trouble or something. Right. I mean, from and all... that's what we... You know. That's what we talked about last week. And my point was not I thought it was in trouble so much as I feel like the perception is that it's in trouble. Right. And that's a dangerous perception to have because that does inform players' decisions around it and how other people view it. But I, I don't think it's necessarily true. But that perception is only from the point of view that, that they're not talking about it openly numbers wise from every other indicator they're like new hero new news new thing reworks uh here's a bunch of videos we made hey check out this mecha short video we made that makes you want a whole series like new skins new this new that new characters like they're constantly putting out new stuff and they're constantly hyped about it and they've got hdc going and they've got heroes of the dorm like they clearly like it's the only place you don't see the hype is at the earnings call that's it yeah so I hate that that's the one pivot point for everybody, you know, for me and, too. And, Kota and Kotaku. Well, Kotaku is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just like picking on Kotaku. Kotaku. Here, what do we call it here, John? We call it Kotaku here, don't we? Yeah. In, in Japan, they probably call it something totally different. I don't know. Is it even a yeah, Japanese word? I, I don't know. In Canada, they hire skeletons or something. So <laughs> Skeletal. Did uh, I say it wrong? Is it Kotaku? I think it's yeah, Kotaku. Kotaku. And you mm -hmm. said, I, I never said it out loud before, except when we're recording live. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. But I just no, like I mean, it. that that anime trailer, that got a ton of attention. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just the thing is like the best thing they can do is just make the best game they can just do their own thing. I mean, uh, what's his name? The guy who made the movie about the lady hooking up with the fish. Oh. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he tweeted about the friggin' anime trailer for Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, he's into um, it. Like, that's the kind of stuff that gets attention, and I don't think they planned it. I don't. I didn't think they put that out there, and they're like, we're going to get Guillermo. This will be the thing. Right. Um, so I, I think it's just just keep doing the best you can, do the things you're excited for. and The movie about the lady, the lady getting with the fish. I like your yeah. description of that that Oscar nominated that. film. The sh what is it? The Shape of Water? Shape of Water or The Taste yeah. of uh, wait, wait. No, yeah, you're right. The Shape of Water. I would have called it I Love Fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that guy in it who's in the Star Trek Discovery show. It plays that alien uh, first uh, officer guy. Um big tall. The guy that always plays the fish guys in in Del, Del Toro movies. He was is He the fish? He's Abe Sapien. He was the fish in this. He's the I thought Kramer, not Kramer. Yeah. 
Wait, Kramer's brother Frazier's Niles. Bro- I thought Fraser's brother was the fish. He was the voice of the fish, but not oh, the body of the, the fish. Body. Yeah, the body of the fish was Doug Jones, is his name, and he's awesome. That's a good gig. Oh, I do so the good. voice of the fish. I didn't have to spend hours in makeup. I didn't have to hang out in a tank of water. Yep. I just got to go be Niles Crane for a little while. Exactly. Uh, it's Discovery's really good. You guys should watch it. All right. Um, what else? Uh, that's it uh, for that. Quick, quick, quick yeah. side before we move on. Hang on. Just because we're talking about movies, can we get a StarCraft movie? Uh, right Thank now, you. please. That'd be great. Yes. Thanks. Like, that's the most, you know what? That is the, that's the, the IP that I think, did, like, okay, great. They made a Warcraft movie. That's great. Uh, it, you know, a lot of people liked it. Some people really didn't like it. It didn't do great at box office. All that stuff's true. That, my choice would have been StarCraft. And I know that that's not, that's not the IP that's like the hot thing or anything, but how cool. And, and Disney's making Star Wars movies, dude. How many? How much of an executive's arm do you have to twist to be like, "Hey, wanting on some of that Star Wars movie? I got Starcraft here for you." Yeah, <laughs> come on. I would love that whole story. I want those characters in that that world. You don't have to dink around with how far back do we go? Like they had to do with Warcraft. It's like, well, we'll go back to Warcraft two, and uh, then we can press forward and see what happens with sequels. No, no, no. You can just go straight to the Jim Rayner Kerrigan. Gets taken by yeah, the Zerg. Yeah, there's not like five thousand characters that he's like. Let's do a movie about World of Warcraft. Yeah, like, like think about how much is involved in that. Where the Starcraft, the main kind of thrust of the story, he distilled into something pretty simple and digestible Starcraft, over a couple of films. I agree. It's got such an easy pitch: uh, space hillbillies <laughs> in mech suits fight aliens and other aliens. <laughs> right. One of the aliens are super proud, up upward uh, yellow dudes, and the other guys are a bunch of bugs. Go. And, and then when Jeffrey in the back raises his hand and is like, well, but does it have anything that we can market to the Star Wars crowd? Yeah, one of those aliens have lightsabers that shoot out of their wrists. It's awesome. Yeah, he's great. And then Jeffrey's quiet and is all about it after that. Yeah, then Jeffrey's all in. Here's the other thing I was going to mention about uh, the guy with the, uh, Zeratul for a second. Uh, Zeratul, the voice of Zeratul, which is maybe one of the coolest VOs in all of StarCraft and Heroes history as far as I'm concerned. Really cool voice. That guy was the voice of the villain. Oh, no, wait, was it the villain? Uh, I'm conflating it, I think. I think it's still him. Anyway, we watched this horrible movie for FilmSat called Meltdown. Mm. It's a Hong Kong movie that's actually called High Risk, but they changed it to Meltdown for U.S. audiences. And the VO like dub on that thing, ridiculous. The stupidest thing you've ever heard. But this one guy had this faint sounding reminding us of some voice, blizzardy voice. We looked it up, straight up Zeratul in that movie. So if you see Jet Li's Meltdown on Netflix, listen very carefully because at some point Zeratul is in there. You might hear Soup Dash Salak. <laughs> it's not his best work. Let me just say that. It became <laughs> obvious when he started calling everybody Friend Raynor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I freaking love him. I don't love him in the game, but I love him in general. But yes, please. Also, Blizzard I know it's not a good casting necessarily, like physical wise, but can we get Walton Goggins to play Tychus? Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> he would look like a little pea in the suit. <laughs> He'd be in a suit. They could CGI it. They could CGI him into a muscle man. They could, stunt. They could do this. I don't know. I'm thinking more like you need um, 
Hmm. Actually, we should cast this movie. Let's think here for a second. Who's your guy? I do want Walton Goggins in it because I want him in everything. Basically, is, is he Matt? Is he Matt Horner? He's a little old for Matt Horner. No, not Matt Horner. I he would just be like some like just some scrub some straight on the legs. ship. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. Young young Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, he's always got a ship. clipboard. Yeah, and he can die before the movie's over. That's fine. Stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he gets killed by a Zerg for sure. But like somebody to match Rainer's swagger. I don't know who this. I don't know who it is. It's somebody. I know there's I an mean, actor. There's got to be. Ron Perlman's getting thrown out there as Tychus. Yeah, and Ron Perlman he, maybe. Actually, you know what? Let's just replace him with the new Ron Perlman replacement. The guy that's going to be the new Hellboy. The guy from uh, Stranger Things. Or the sheriff. Oh yeah. There. Just yeah. put him in Tychus's thing. Any role we would use Ron Perlman. Yeah. Oh, you know, you, you shave all his hair off, and I think, yeah, you got you got a match. Yeah. No, the he's... chat says Snoop Dogg is Abathur. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg Abathur is amazing. <laughs> okay, that wins. Oh, and I forgot about Abathur and We're all these. We're not gonna do any better than that. That's really good. That's really good. Oh, do we know any good Russian actors for Stukov? Uh. Your favorite? Oh, wait. Here's Snoop trying out for the role. Smoke weed every day. Okay, great. Anyway, who, who'd you say for Stukov? For St- I don't know. Do you know any good Russian actors? I got Stukov? one. I got yeah. one. I got one. Yeah. Um, it's the guy. Have you guys seen Altered Carbon yet? No, no. Um, a bit. All right. A you've, seen, you've seen BSG, Battlestar Galactica, the new one, right? The new, or the one yeah, that's no. the reboot. Uh, yeah. The guy that played Hilo, who's also in this Altered oh, Carbon yeah. thing. He he's uh, I don't know what descent he is, but I think he's actually using his natural accent in this in Altered Carbon. But he's kind of like a Eastern European Russian gulag sounding roughneck tough guy. He would be he would be a fine Stukov. He would be a good Stukov. Yeah. And that's we could get um, we get Starbuck in there for Kerrigan. Yeah. No, totally. Actually, no, don't get her. I was going to say, you literally have the voice of Kerrigan if we're going to recruit from Battlestar Isn't Galactica. Isn't she a bit she a bit old, though? Not really. Girl. She'd be okay. I mean, how, how, old do you, how old does Kerrigan need to be? She's already over-sexualized. Seems, we could, she seems useful. Yeah, the, I guess so. She okay. seems useful. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Ker- Sarah Kerrigan. Like, no, I know. In the early ghost days, she seems, you know... It's not like a, I don't know what it means when you say she seems useful. They probably get a, you know a younger actress, I think, to play to play Sarah Kerrigan. So we got to tell story from the start. Probably, but you're yeah, but John's uh, right. What's her name's in that? But she is like in her forties now. I don't know if they. I mean, this is Hollywood after all. I'd um, be totally for them like doing complete perfect VO work and having Sarah Kerrigan's voice in there. Yeah, she's good at it. What's her name? I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Uh, Trisha Helfer? Helfer. Is that how you say it? Did Trisha, I say it right? Hel- Trisha Helfer. Duh. Or, or, or just her. Trisha Helfer. And, and the, all the Protoss, we have all the actors. We can get uh, we can get uh, the, the guy who's famous for Meltdown 2 to be Zeratul. We got John Delancey <laughs> as Alarak. Yeah. Yeah. And whoever, John who Delancey, does Artanis? If you put John Delancey in a, in a freaking Artanis CGI, like, oh, dude, I'd eat but that up. Here's the thing. It. I want you to picture, I want you to picture um, Alarak, right? Yeah. Just picture him normal, exactly as he looks. Now, Imagine instead of Alarak's face, it's John Delancey's face just right there. <laughs> just paint it to be the color of Alarak. I kind of like that too for no good reason. 
And he's um, doing his big overacting cue th- stuff. Who's the main bad guy? The da- the the dad of the son. Who's the Mengsk? Uh, Arturus Mengsk. He he needs to be. Uh, oh, there's got to be a good name for that. Some crust. Oh, I got it. It's uh oh shoot. Uh, he's in a lot of British movies because he's he's British, but he's uh plays a mobster. Lies a big big dude. Shoot. I can't think of his You're name. You're talking about, uh, it's not Ray Winstone. Yes, Ray Winstone is the guy I'm thinking of. He's your Arturus Manx. That's the guy. Yeah, okay. I like it. Let's do it. Yeah, he could get up there and go, I believe. Oh, that's literally who I who, who I thought you were talking about. Is it? He's great at yeah. that kind of stuff. It was just being a big, gnarly, mean piece of poop. He'd also be a good Tychus if you were running out of ideas. Anyway, there's lots of opportunity here. Who's playing Probius? <laughs> I saw it suggested for someone else, but Alan uh, Tudyk will do the voice of Probius. Okay, Alan Tudyk, perfect. Beep, 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 beep. That'll be it. Our favorite robot man. Yeah. I did not kill her. What's that from? I Robot. That was him. I Robot. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was the voice of the robot in that. He was the he guy. Was. I hear when he puts his fist in and go, "I did not kill her." He says, "Remember that?" Yeah. Let me get Idris Elba for Tosh. Oh, that's a good idea. Pretty sweet. I mean, he already kind of looks the part in Thor. Yeah, I agree. You know, he's got the dreads and everything. Just slap space armor on him and we're good to go. Those cool, Tosh? like, cyber eyes and stuff. Who? Okay, Nova. Let's get Nova in here. Who's, who are we doing for Nova? Um... <laughs> can't I think of know. Nova either. And, yeah. I don't know. I got it. I got it. It's the, the girl they... Oh, they, um, what a... The okay. the girl they're tapping for um that's the wrong word the girl they've hired to play Lara Croft in the new uh, Tomb Raider movie uh, oh Alicia Vikander yeah she'd be just Is get that blonde her, that's her name right yeah that's in the chat I yeah read it, blonder so. blonde hair get her all blonde and she's she's your she's your Nova she'd be great. I'm I, she can be in everything as far as I'm yeah I agree so. kind of a kind of have a wish she was in every movie kind of thing going with her that sounds creepier than it is I just think she's really good mm-hmm. that's all. She has a weird I think neck. She's good. Though. She's good. I haven't seen a movie that I have not liked with her in it. Have you so. seen the neck? She's got a weird neck, though. Or is it just that poster and they photoshopped it bad or something? That's anyway, probably the poster. <laughs> anyway, there you go. We've done it. We have <laughs> cast everybody. Snoop Dogg, let us know when you've got some time because you're. I think that's the only one we actually landed on <laughs> in agreement. I think everything else still a mystery, but at least we all know who's going to play. Uh, What's his name? Who does the voice of Megatron in the old cartoons? What's his name? Frank, Frank Welker. Welker. Frank Welker should be, um, oh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Global, uh, freaking one arm's missing. What's his name? The Zerg guy. Stukov? No, no. The other one that you always play. He's a tank. He's a warrior. Oh, Dehaka. Dehaka. Jeez, I couldn't think of it. <laughs> he would be a good Dehaka because he could do that crazy, weird, crusty thing he does for voices and talk about needing essence and all that stuff. That would work. Yeah. Anyway, this has been a fun. This has been a fun walk down. Hey, as you guys can tell, there might be a little less news this week than we were used oh. to getting. Uh, by the way, too, because there's, there'll be lots of Marines, we're going to need a few cameos. Yeah. Uh, I think the Trailer Park Boys should make an appearance <laughs> as just random Marines, like some comic relief in there, okay. just for a few seconds. Do you want them yeah. hidden? Oh, you want them to there's, actually? There's one. There's one Marine holding a coke and holding his gun on the other end. <laughs> He's trying to get the other two to go. They're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Is one of them doing this? 
And one of them, yes, the visor goes. He's looking around with the visor down. He can't see anything, and the visor comes up. He sees giant eyeballs. Oh, I love it! All right, you've cast, you've you've got the Canadian contingent in there. Well done. We got rappers. We got Canadians. We're done. <laughs> oh, and Snoop Dogg and Trailer Park Boys know each other. This yeah, they the did. They hang happened. out. They did a whole thing in season six or whatever it was. Uh, all right. Hey, Maev. Uh, we all thought it was coming. It happened real fast. She got nerfed already. Uh, no more passive armor. She got damage nerfs, and she got some talent tweaks. Anything of note there uh, on Maya? We we kind of saw it coming, right? Like last week, you were like, "Yeah, something's up with her. She's too strong." I think the biggest thing is probably the armor, because that's a complete removal of a thing, and it also tied into a level sixteen talent uh, where she did bonus damage based on how much over a certain amount of armor she had, and so it ended up tweaking both of those things. So I, I don't know. I haven't played that much of her since the change, so I don't know how she feels. Um, but I thought she felt actually a little squishy, to be honest, at mm. first. Mm. So my guess is right now in my not very experienced state with her, I bet she feels really squishy now. <laughs> so yeah. that's probably where I'm at. Yeah. So her win rate is like crazy right now. Is that right? It, it looks, was. It sounds like the dev comments say obliterating her foes. I got to be honest with you. I've played some more with her. I, I feel like I'm out in the cold. Like everyone's, I, it's winter. I have no winter jacket. And there's a house and there's a window and everyone's inside eating lovely dinner. And I'm, I'm like, I can't play her. I don't, <laughs> I don't win games with her. What, she was what, at what 60% now looking just pulling up hot logs really quick she's listed at 57 percent but the patch was just yesterday right so we don't have much data uh i think yeah. it was a little further back than yesterday oh was it actually was it hot was it like a hot fix or a or a outside uh, of the normal uh, had it up for a second there should be a ninth. date on it oh the ninth okay it was a while ago then a few days ago that last so no. she's still doing well i will say i had a game where everything clicked where we had the right level of zone control i was able to spam my attacks properly and she felt absolutely broken in that instant but i have not had that experience in every game with her where i've played as her okay i think that's the biggest problem is that I feel like when she's on fire, she can be really on fire. And when she's not, she doesn't even feel that good. So, All right. There you go. The state of Maiev continues to evolve. Our newest hero, complicated, it turns out, in many ways. Uh, let's talk about Jim Rayner. Literally, our notes say Jimmy time right here. Which, you know, that used to be something else when I was in college. But anyway, just kidding. <laughs> I made that now up. it's time you spend with your bidet. Yeah, exactly. And it's bidet time. <laughs> uh, Jim Rayner getting something done? What's happening? Who knows about this? What's going on with Jim Rayner? Uh, well, in doing research for this week's show notes, uh, so looking stuff up mainly on Reddit and also the Battle.net forums mm. for HOTS, yeah. um, seems like a popular topic of conversation. Yet again, I don't think this is this is like mind-shattering by any stretch, is that... Rainer's trait sucks. <laughs> uh, I should have the exact tooltip up, but let me find him here. But basically, this big deal is that he has extra attack range than most heroes and extra sight range than most heroes. But that's no longer true. Uh, a lot <laughs> yeah, of I think heroes. The tooltip uh, might have said all heroes at one point, yeah. at least. Well, so on the site, uh, Rainer's basic attack range is one further than most other ranged heroes, and his vision radius is one further as well. Now, 
even if it says most, so even if it's not true most of the time, it's still pretty unspecial. <laughs> if if you if there was a picture of the antonym of special in the dictionary, it would be Rainer's trait. His trait is being mediocre. So um, you know, and you know what? Rainer's a cool character. I was inspired to do an intro because Rainer's awesome. I journeyed with him through StarCraft and StarCraft 2, and I like his style. And, and I think a lot I think you see a lot of comments like he's the noob hero. It's to be expected. A new player needs to wrap his head around something with basic mechanics. But I think we can do a little better than that. Because, uh, for example, you this could be a trade on Hanzo. Rather than giving Hanzo a jump, you could say he has a big attack range because he's got a bow and arrow. But they don't even bother to make it a trade or a talent because it's so not worth noting anywhere in his kit. It's just It's just there. If you open up your character panel, you'll see that's his attack range. It's long, right. so um, he needs he needs something. He yeah. ne- give him a jukebox. Make this a jukebox and just have it play music and voice lines, and it would be. It still wouldn't be great. Lucio wouldn't. Game, Lucio would be, be like, awesome. "Ah, you're taking my ideas. Drop the beat." He'd say, and he'd get all pissed because you took his beatbox idea. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Rainer's the oldest character we got. He's been there since day one. He was our tutorial getting into this game. He's been there since the first alpha I put my hands on. It's time to, I mean, he's had minor reworks here and there, but nothing major. He needs something. I agree. And maybe, you know, he doesn't have to have two abilities anymore with a talent option later. Give him just dude like everyone else. Give him three. Make him normal. We're, we're all big boys now. We can play Jim Rainer without having to have our hands held. Mm-hmm. I, I think he I just agree. he just needs yeah. a new look and a new thing and bring him back into the fold, you know. He deserves and it. Launch launch with the new skin so yeah. that we'll buy skins. There you go. See? Done. Although I don't know they're probably out of ideas with him. They have so many for him. What I'm surprised they didn't give him a lunar new year skin. Yeah, he doesn't have any of those, I don't think. It just looked really funny in like a lunar new year skin. I <laughs> wonder if they're afraid to really go too crazy on the color of the armor. Because you would think that you could, and I mean they have for like the American flag one. Yeah. But there's a part of me that wonders if they're worried if they go too crazy on the armor, people will start mixing up all these marine units. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit when I see Tychus and I see Rainer on the same team, and they're using default skins, I get confused about which one's which sometimes. Like, I'll be thinking, oh, Kaikis is here. This is no problem. He's got Giant Killer. We'll just waltz in here, and I'll, oh, no, what am I doing? That's Jim Rainer. Get out of here. Like, it's just a it's just a weird disconnect. So you're probably right. There's probably some of that. Um, That's why when you play Tychus, you bring the Speedo skin. Yeah. <laughs> no mistaking. <laughs> always bring. Nope, you can't unsee it. You will always know he's in. Yeah, it's there. It's part of your life. You may as well just get used to it. Um, all right. Well, we'll see what they ever do with that. A couple of little tiny little things. Again, it's been really quiet this week, but some stuff popped up. Uh, the Lunar Dog, it's based on a real pup named Stella. Who owns it? Who's, whose dog is it? Someone at Blizzard, I assume? Uh, they did a little write-up article. They showed off Stella. Uh, I don't have it in front of me because I figured we'd just kind of mention it. But yeah, it's someone on the team's pup. Nice. And uh, uh, as we already established, I'm a sucker for dogs. And so finding out that a real dog came in to model the new mount, I was excited. About even it. ones that are going, ah, like that. <laughs> Don't. It's a real person's dog. They love it. All right. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. That dog, that mount freaks me out. I don't, it's not looking right. 
Uh, Malfurion's getting a better indicator to help with his healing, which is no longer uh, as cool as it used to be. I'm, I'm a little bummed on Malfurion right now. I know he's still an okay pick, but... Yeah, but you, you kind of found your groove with him, and then they messed with it. It's It might be better, it might not be, but it, your groove is off. My groove is yeah. off. It's like Chromium for you when they changed her around, or um, another one for me was uh, was and still is um, uh, Karazim. I just can't... I can't, I'm not, I can't find my groove with him anymore like I used to. So oh, that really bums me out to even say that. But it happens. It happens with characters. Also mentioning, or they mentioned today during uh, the brawl that Maev might be, or get a clearer indicator for her W. Um, yeah, so that's the, where you activate it and then the next enemy you hit, she'll do a cleave and then it applies the tethers yeah. to the enemies. Right now, if you hit W, her blade glows a little bit, which I didn't even realize. Um, so they're going to talk about maybe adding something to make it a little clearer that you're going to be about to activate that. I wouldn't mind getting just a line radius, like what Lucio gets for his area, showing where the healing is, showing what the area is that that will apply when you hit. Because that's one of the things that's harder to judge is, well, are they in range to get a tether or not if I hit this enemy? Right. So right. that's personally what I would like to see. I wouldn't mind seeing that either. More indicators, more visual help. That's always good. And there were some patches today for some small bugs, but nothing major. So there you go. All right. We're going to do something kind of fun here. Do I have a, I may have a clip of this. Actually, I may use this old one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not playing Next Jeopardy. Uh, we are going to talk about a hero that has recently seen a bunch of play and love from John. And it has been really fun to play on teams where John is playing as Stitches. And it's been a while since we've talked about a particular character and, and taken a deep, deeper dive into what they're good at, why you'd want to play them, what their role is in a team, and so on, and kind of what their state of play is uh, at this stage of the game. And he's old hat. He's been around for a long time. And I feel like it's been on and off with him. But lately I see him in almost every game I play. Somebody's trying to snag me with hooks. Or I'm playing with John and he's kicking A with him. So, John, let's talk about uh, the big, fat, disgusting, stitched together, gross, probably smelly bag of meat that is Stitches and whether or not the rest of us should listen to you and play him more. Is there any more Valentine's Day appropriate hero Stitches? I dare you to find me one. Nothing Uh, says spreading love and romance to the Nexus like Stitches. Yeah, and smelling, Um, smelling nice, perfume, that sort of stuff, sure. Yeah, he he just he reeks of all the things that this holiday is about, and uh, he's a, he's a beautiful, beautiful multiple people. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about stitches a little bit because, uh, hey, we thought you know it's fun to sometimes go back and break down characters a little bit and talk about some. We're not really going to do like a build guide or anything like that, but just kind of talk about what it is that makes us play these characters and stitches right now is one of i'd say three uh primary tanks that i'm playing most of the time in my games and i kind of fell into it and what happened with me getting back into stitches was i noticed at one point in the rotation we had a lot of point control maps and i just thought well i want a character that i know can just stand there and hold a point and be difficult to get around to be difficult to move out of the way and be difficult to kill and stitches can facilitate all of those he has very good self heal uh he has a lot of hit points 
He actually was redesigned at one point to be a bit of a mage buster, so he actually has decent magical armor that you can put on him if need be. Um, and with the hook, assuming you're landing them, he can be very good at countering people that are troublesome in the back line. Uh, for his ultimate, with pu I typically like Putrid Bile, but Kyle has sold me over time <laughs> on the idea of Gorge to remove very powerful ultimates from dive characters and things like that. Uh, and I've gotten into that too. Uh, so he's kind of become my de facto tank when what I want to do is heavy, heavy zone control and just sort of plant my feet and say, okay, come at me. Let's see what you got. How, how's um, your hook these days? Are you hooking at a good rate? I am such a good hooker. I am <laughs> the best hooker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it. It's fine. It's definitely still a skill shot. It's something you have to get used to. Um, but I would say the the moment that nailing hooks and actually it applies to a lot of skill shots clicked for me is when I stopped trying to think about, and this sounds so obvious, but it was just one of those things, uh, I started looking at where can people go right now? You know, the best and easiest example I can give is if somebody's running through their gate, you know they're running through their gate. They can't run through the walls, they can't run through the towers, you know they're going to go through the gate. So look for places like that in any map, because then you can make the assumption okay, I know they're going to have to be here. I know that when they're running away, they have to go this direction. And once you start thinking about it that way, it becomes much easier your skill shots. Do you, um, do, you do you feel like his, um, how do I put this? Like his sustain is good? And, and, and are there ways to talent him to be, I don't know. I mean, we're not looking for Murden level of, regeneration but can he get to a place where you feel like you're not so dependent on on healers the reason i bring this up just to give you context is when i'm healing you with him or with uh, any character i feel like i'm really not giving you a whole lot like it's it's a bit like healing chogal you just see tiny tiny little sliver of life return with any kind of heal burst or otherwise um and outside of bringing in somebody like i don't know Rhaegar who can you know bring you to full with his ultimate it's uh it seems like he's just a little harder to do much with a healer have you felt that or, or am i up in the night uh, is it you know like what what's that whole world like when it comes to sustain for him uh no you're not crazy because he does have a lot of hit points uh to heal through the good news is he can take care of a lot of it on his own with uh essence devour um where he just eats something and gets a ton of health back um uh, but he also has a lot of talents that can help with it. Uh, chew your food at level one, give him 10% of his max health over three seconds. So that's pretty substantial self-healing. At level four, you can also take amplified healing, uh, which increases all healing effects by 30%. Um, and you can also increase his passive health regeneration with things like Savor the Flavor, uh, where every time you use that E ability on a hero, you get better health regen. So he kind of becomes a character where you have to rely on yourself to some degree and not expect as much from your healer. But that's that's also part of the reason why I like him is that also frees up the healer to focus on other things from time to time. 
Bo, how are you with um, with stitches? You, know, you don't see what I find incredible. Yeah, I didn't realize that his E was called Essence Devourer. I know all the other I ability names like Hook, <laughs> Slam, Putrebile, Gorg, uh, Vilegas. And I'm like, oh, his E has like a fancy name, yeah. <laughs> like Essence Devourer. I'm like it's biting. <laughs> Anyways, I yeah. Just it's a surprising. It's a little surprising. I, I don't know. know that was what it was called either, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I just don't see you play him as much as I see uh, John play him. I've never played um, him. He's my Stitches one was a staple for me in Hero League for a long time. Um, I think, I think uh, a good, there's a there's a wide chasm between a good Stitches and a bad Stitches, and he's a good character for you to practice difficult skill shots with because that hook is slow. Like if you think of the XYZ, XY coordinates of where you want to land your hook, a lot of these tricky heroes have moved, so you can't aim it where they are, but where you're going to guess they're going to be. Like John said that. It's like find chokes, find points where their ability to shift is lessened, but ultimately it comes down to guessing where they're going to be. Right. But he's a, he's a big staple. You want to play him with a lot of non-divers, like backlining people, and just you isolate by hooking them. So if you can't hook very well, then it's the, your team fight's also not going to go well. Or maybe you do, but the enemy team's just proving to be too difficult to hook, and it can go bad. Right. But um, he is, like, he's nigh unkill. Like, you can't just walk into the enemy team with any hero, but he's kind of nigh unkillable in a lot of cases because of his sustain. And he's pretty good. Like, I found him to be super good on Tomb of the Spider Queen. That's a good map for him because the lanes are close together, and he... The best feeling in the world is hooking someone from the dark. Oh, yeah. Or from a lane into your lane right. and just isolate them completely and, and make them lose all hope of despair. Stitches is a good hero to make players. If you like making players on the other team feel bad, <laughs> Stitches is a good one if you can get hooks. Like, he, you, you know, when someone gets hooked with that extra long fishing hook and they know they're screwed, that they just, they're just mad. And when it happens to you, you're pretty mad too. <laughs> Which is why I also recommend getting good at anticipating and dodging them. What's his biggest uh, weakness? What is his? What's the thing players should either remember with him every time? Does he? Can he escape well? Can he? You know, what's his? He, what's his problem? He can't protect his team that well. He's is because he has the hook isolation. His kit. Um, he can. You know, if you do take putrid bile, he can slow down the enemy team. But mostly, if a team is really effective or really wants to get at your backline. Apart from running, you're trying to body do some body blocks. I don't think he's very good at protecting backline all that much. Mm. Um, no. Not to say that he has zero options, but if a team's really just willful about engaging on us, then a lot of my value is is trumped um, when I play stitches as a solo tank. Mm. It's less of an issue with if you if he's a second warrior, because then you've probably got a formidable sustainy beefy team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you agree, John, think, with that? Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. The amount of times where you get in that zone of somebody gets past you and you have to turn around and look at your team and think, oh no, they're all the way back there. What do I do? Yeah. Um, because he's slow. He's very, very slow. And if you don't have the hook um, and somebody gets past you and your team's far away running the opposite direction, really all you can do is just kind of go, Bye guys. I 
I'm sorry this happened to you. <laughs> Even um, if, if if a Genji if a Genji Nova gets back there, you can only hook one of them too. You know, yeah. like it's you're limited on how well, much disruption you, you can cause. Could maybe do two if you get very lucky and talented for it. Do, yeah. Do but, you do you is that why you probably went with that other ultimate for a long time? Because you that's at least one way to slow everybody down if you need to get out of there. So the way I would divide the ultimates is Gorge is really good for the isolate kill. Um, and also, like I said earlier, it's good for, you know, if you're going up against the Malthiel and he's going to activate his ult, you eat him, no problem. He's going to spend his ult in your belly. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if characters are going to dive in and cause a lot, like one character is going to dive in and cause a lot of problems, eating them can take him out of the battlefield and, and remove that. However, I really like Putrid Bile for teams that want to dive in because you basically create a zone where they don't want to be. And you give them the choice of staying in and taking a lot of damage um, and being slowed and being in a rough spot or getting out. And that's a good decision to force them to have to make. Uh, so I do really like Putrid Bile a lot. There's nothing that feels better than being on like uh, Towers of Doom and just pooing all around the altar yeah. just create a whole little zone of poo where people just have to dive into if they want to touch that altar uh, but i actually think talent diversity is one of his strongest aspects i don't think there's another hero in this game that i'm more likely to change up builds game to game than stitches oh interesting his level one talents i like multiples of his level fours, I like multiples of. His ults both have different uses. Um, I just read on Reddit uh, this week, somebody was saying, hey, guys, you may want to start considering Fleabag at 13, uh, which is whenever Stitches gets stunned or rooted, his basic ability cooldowns are reduced by six seconds. That's pretty substantial, but it turns out there are characters that will trigger this multiple times. For example, if Garrosh throws Stitches, it triggers it twice. You get an instant 12-second cooldown on all of his abilities at that point. Wow. So even abilities that aren't quite as often picked, like Fleabag, against the right team comp, have really good uh, opportunities. And you feel like you've got a pretty good sense for matching comp and knowing what's going to benefit the team and choosing accordingly? No, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> all right that's a that's a modest thing to say i think you're really good with stitches and, I and when you pick him i get excited because some weird stuff goes down like hooking a dude bringing him back behind our wall everyone out there listening seen this before it's amazing it's satisfying as hell and it really pisses off the other team so stitches a threat still a threat uh well good <clears throat> any other thoughts on uh, everyone's favorite disgusting stitched together piece of garbage man <laughs> We're, we're good? All right, Stitches. No, we're good. We're good. All right, well done, Stitches. You've done it again. Hey, did anyone play that Mario Kart Brawl thing? Because I didn't touch it. I, did. I didn't play it. Oh, I'm pissed that I missed it because I just wanted to at least see it. I'm sure we can talk Kyle and Kristen into doing at least a round tonight. Is it still on? I didn't know if it was still yeah, on. Okay. I played it today. It's fun. Okay. It's it's like Earth. It's mostly harmless. It, <laughs> okay. You know, I won't say that it's the most fun thing I ever had in my life, but I had a good time while I was playing it, and it was a fun little distraction. It's not going to make you any better at anything in this game, 
but it's a fun little aside. And I thought it was neat that they built Mario Kart in Heroes. Okay. That's probably the most impressive. I, I agree. After today's show, uh, we will we will experiment a little bit, do maybe a warm-up match in there with Kyle and Kristen just to kind of get our, our blood pumping. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to do this, but my wife bought uh, – those little, you know, those warmer things that you can break and then they're hot all of a sudden. Uh-huh. A lot yeah. of a lot of esports people get those, and like yeah. between games, will like crunch them and then kind of rub them in their hands and stuff. I was thinking about doing that tonight, so it looked like I was way cooler than I am, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I like the idea that you're doing it not because you thing like that. Like, yeah, I look like esports Johnson. Yeah, and esports I'm Johnson. Just, I'll be so cool. E Johnson. Um. She just bought them for winter. <laughs> but I was thinking, hey, I have an alternate use for these, honey. Let me have these. Has nothing to do with the bidet, which sounds like it's done. They're all done tinkering up there. I don't hear any more banging. That's also the wrong word to use. All right, hey, we've done all we can here. Let's uh let's dive into this. We have an email from a listener. Uh their name is Peter or Han, is how he goes on the in the game. Says, love the show. Please keep up the good work. Wondering what you thought uh, about initially introducing performance metrics as a performance reporting system that we as players can use to understand how we stack up against the players of that same hero. So here's a brief example. He uses WoW as an example. I play a Holy Pally in a casual raiding team in Legion, and it was great fun and educational to load up my tune on Warcraft logs afterwards and see how I compare to other Holy Paladins at or near the same level that I'm at, item level that he's at. For example, my best performance against Chromo Anomaly was rated at 84%, not too shabby, pats himself on the back. Wouldn't it be great to play a few games with a hero, then dive into these reports and see how you compare to other players with this hero? Maybe you're 80th percentile with your Q and only 25 with your W ability. Get to work on that W improvement and so on. It seems like a win-win to me. Blizzard's win is they can analyze all of this harmless uh, for reporting purposes only data, uh, to ensure that performance ranking, uh, sorry, performance ranking you receives a line, what, receive a line, whatever. Yeah, I think he just means make sure the system's working. He says the player win is we can see which heroes we are better with, obviously, and which aspects of any hero we find uh, find that we want to try and improve. We can, uh, says, and just imagine the HTC casting with all these stats at their disposal. Uh, here's his example, quote, Tommy Tychus stutter stepped at rank is ranked 99.85% across all players and all servers. What a player! Unquote. That was a good, that was a good little caster moment I had. I like Tommy Tychus. Tommy yeah, Tychus. I mean, That's good. Uh, your, your casting star is on the rise with that one, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, I'm all for this. Now, the game already does this a little bit, but it's not enough. What they do right now is the end of the match. I don't know when they introduced this, 2.0 maybe, but that little window down at the bottom, it says... Hey, for other people playing that same character, you were alive more often and it was 75% better than other people this month or whatever. You get little blips of that data. they That's the data I would like to see them blow out and I'm all for this. Basically what I'm saying is I agree 100% with Peter. I think that'd be awesome. May I mean, not happen, in principle, but... that's kind of what we're getting with the performance-based adjustments. We just don't see it though, kind of, right? But we don't see it. And that's that's the that's been the the longstanding. Uh, we're working on an API, and then it's well, there's no plans for an API anytime soon, right? Um, which was a lot of disappointment about that. Sort of this year, it came to light that there wouldn't be one. Which 
Um, I mean, to answer uh, Peter Han uh, email, yes, I mean, any information that you could use in this manner would definitely be helpful for people. Sounds like they're trying to use this type of thing for the adjustments, so there's something in the game for that. Uh, but yes, you don't get to see it. Um, weird thought about this is that, like, the game's been out for a while. Why wouldn't they work on an API? Is it? It just seems like a resource issue. I mean, they haven't explained why. The popular guess is like it's a resourcing issue, right? Like, yeah, like you just look at this and be like, oh, they promised a feature that's kind of not critical to operate the game. So they're winding down the game. But at the same time, we talked about today on the show that they're selling lots of new products. They're hyped about the game. People are spending money on it. I know I am. Uh, so that doesn't line up either. Yeah. So my thinking lately has been, what if the game... And it's almost, we're coming to the close of the show. And this is an interesting topic, maybe for another day. But what if there are larger shifts in the game uh, coming in the future? And Gosh, you're saying when, exactly what I was going to say. When, mm. when the API, uh, releasing an API kind of settles, you know, we're building infrastructure on a game in its current state that we don't want to invest in because the game's going to evolve. Yeah. Therefore, why would we build an API until we feel settled on this? Because make no mistake, Heroes is in it, it's painful to say this. I do a show about my favorite game. Third best, maybe fourth best if you throw in Vainglory in its genre. Definitely not, you know, best in class from a from a from a developer house who's used to having their games even though they don't make necessarily decisions about this, be best in class. Hearthstone, best in class video game, TCG. Yeah. Overwatch, pretty much a best in class shooter or neck and neck if you're a Call of Duty fan or whatever. Warcraft, still best in class in the MMO business. I mean, who, what game, what developer wouldn't want the success that that game has even now? Sure. Um, Heroes, definitely not no not best in class from an i if i'm just being honest about how other people view the game and blizzard's not a company that i've noticed you know will sit back and if they're interested in the game and this game is being invested in to leave something in its current state so if there's an api that kind of settles it that's what i think so that the reason why you don't have stuff like this peter is maybe because that game is not settled mm. And it's not time to publish stuff like that. Could be. Yeah. You guys have any thoughts? Oh, just put on the biggest tinfoil hat, and it's exactly the same tinfoil hat. I got tinfoil hat, tinfoil shoes. Put on. I was about to say there's no reason to not put out an API unless, for some reason, the entire backend and structure is going to change. Now, I don't. That could mean that just at a base level, there's going to be dramatic shifts. But it could mean something much more dramatic. We seem to be beating around the bush saying maybe a completely different engine. That I don't know about engine. I just think it could be though. I would say that if you want if you want to know my opinion on the biggest thing holding Heroes of the Storm back, it's the engine. It's that it's on the StarCraft 2 engine. That's the biggest that's the biggest limiter on this game, right? Well, and yeah. I, don't, it, I don't know that for sure, is it, it though? My perspective, yes, because if you want to know what I think the game needs to be better, I would say that the thing that the reason that it is the way it is is typically the engine. 
why does it take so long to reconnect to a game starcraft 2 engine yeah. why, why can't we pain? do yeah. in-game broadcasting and all of that it's the starcraft 2 engine like a lot of the features that i wish we had are you know they're they're clipped by the fact that it's an older engine and mm -hmm. that's just the way mm -hmm. it is that doesn't mean they're going to change it that's a big expensive major change to do but that is a potential reason why you don't put out an api i, I, I guess what, what i'm thinking is that like i don't think you're wrong and i don't disagree but also I get where i was coming from was more the game the the like the mechanics and stuff like i think all that's probably true too i'm just thinking what does a hero's match look like and i think that i think that could change yeah you're right that could be a very different thing I, a year from now or two years from now. hanamura pulled we've got volskaya what's what's next in the map pool we don't hear a lot on the map front i mean we're not used to getting tons of maps all the time but it's not exactly an embarrassment of riches compared to our hero release schedule yeah so i kind of wonder if we're just getting enough of a drip feed almost diablo 3 style with the little content updates that come out you know like the little we added an extra zone and that's a big item but it's it's really just a small piece of content like i've logged in the first few times where they're like there's a new zone to explore and it's fantastic but it's five minutes of i'm just saying like i think the map the map is on a drip feed and i yeah. think that has something to do with the could be a fundamental shift in their approach to the game it but could be that's tinfoil hat that's just it's yeah, entirely it's, possible it's sure yeah. we've talked about it before where i've said do they regret having many maps and not just one battleground they could really finely tune or do they regret the idea that they had to have very explicit support characters rather than just you know limit it the way other uh, mobas do there's like all kinds of questions like that i'm not saying they do or don't i i, I always kind of had the feeling that this this of all their games this is the one that may be the most work in progress in, in other words yeah. like they could make big shifts and they could be small shifts but shifts nonetheless they've already made a lot of them like out of the gate there were many shifts but i could see them i could see that being not that far off from the mark I don't think it's any kind of weird conspiracy. I think it's, I think that's probably a, you know, I'm sure that not all cards are on the table to use a metaphor. I think they're probably, yeah. you know, they probably are reserving all sorts of options. And I know they saved a ton of money and time cramming this into the, the uh, Starcraft two engine. They've said as much. Um, and I think John's right about that. Also, there's some, there's a piece of this to that. It's limiting them in some ways. Maybe not in just general gameplay senses, but in terms of you know what we can get out of it, you know, outside of the play-by-play, minute-to-minute sort of gameplay, but just you know, there's more they want to do. I'm sure of that. And what they've bled out of the S the StarCraft Two engine is amazing. Like they've yeah. really taken it to a new level. It's incredible. But imagine if they had started with a fresh engine, we probably wouldn't be out of beta yet, though. At this stage, right. no, there'd be no, no core. Right. There'd be no core show. And some of this is informed too. Like, uh, how many? We haven't really brought it up on the show, but like, um, I mean, we've talked about it maybe, but like, Gigantic, that's a MOBA that closed down, right? Yep. Paragon's closing down. Yep. Yep. Paladins is turning into a PUBG clone. Um, a lot of people are pulling out, you know, like, because it's, you know, the audiences, I guess, for them aren't there. I don't foresee that happening with a Blizzard game, but like, when I think about it in the context of the MOBA genre, if this wasn't Blizzard, Heroes would be pulling out probably. It would or you know, be on its way to be being pulled out. I think it rides a lot on the success of all of its other IPs. 
Not to say that it's not a good game in its own right, but you know, a lot of people like Blizzard games. They play Warcraft five days a week. Day six, they log into Heroes with their friends and play. But Heroes, yeah, you're you're basically you're looking at it from a bit. This is a business thing, like the business question, because we don't know the answer to how much money does it make. Doesn't make enough money, doesn't it? All indicators that they're fully back it, but we don't know. And because we don't know that, any other company would probably say, "Yeah, we're not. We should get out of this." The MOBA thing's too concrete at this point. We should, let's try something else. Fortnite did that. They're like, well, we could keep yeah. pushing this weird tower defense idea. Uh, but that's pl- played out in a way that people aren't really clamoring for that anymore. That's not really the hot thing anymore. Oh, guess what is? A hundred dudes in the same battleground and, da- and the only guy that survives wins the chicken dinner idea. Let's do that. So I, they could make a pivot like that, but I don't know what that is for this game. And yeah. now you say Fortnite, and it means something different than it meant, yeah. You know, a year or two ago, it it just means something completely different. And that could happen with Heroes. It could go into an entirely new genre. It could be something else entirely. It could just eventually one day take off in the way that I I definitely feel like it deserves. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you look, and we've talked about this. You look at the things that League of Legends and Dota are doing to their game. Dota just announced, hey, guys, we want to do monthly updates to our game, like as a big revolutionary feature, like, hey, what if we did updates on a monthly basis? Like, (laughs) okay, we've been living with that forever. Like these big games, the big two are actually making decisions and chasing things that Heroes has already been doing. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is they have the audience that's now adapting to it instead of trying to build the audience with it. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a real weird deal. The whole thing is, I I don't know how this all pans out, but there are parts of me wonder sometimes if you know Blizzard. I've tried to put myself in their heads, and maybe they, as much as they enjoy the MOBA concept, so they built a game around the mo the core MOBA concepts, which is laning and towers and blah, 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 all that stuff. But then they added all their own twists on it. Do they regret adhering so much to the template? Could this have been a very different kind of brawler slash arena fighter thing that didn't so much rely on oh everyone knows laning and stuff this is a great entry point in like that was a risk they took and maybe that was the wrong risk i don't know um but maybe not like at the end of the day i've played all those mobas and i don't like any of them but this one i got an idea so don't go away is what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) a hundred heroes are dropped onto a battleground got it (laughs) <laughs> got it okay wait hold on i want to hear that we're gonna we're gonna allow this judge says we're gonna allow this go ahead we get an objection from uh, uh, from uh, the magistrate over there but we're gonna let this go keep going you, i object you level up <laughs> independently by fighting uh for survival against wilderness uh npcs okay of some kind uh little creeps and stronger monsters to level up yeah and you have to fight other uh, heroes that you run across and the last one alive is the winner and they win some form of chicken dinner okay so here's <laughs> the number one problem goes back to your engine issue i don't think starcraft don't 2 think engine it can could, handle it no it can't handle that many quote-unquote units that are being yeah. controlled by players at one given they won't time. even make it to the game it'll be the waiting room where everyone all the rainers are shooting <laughs> your hyperions <laughs> everywhere <laughs> I mean, I, I'm 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 nearly convinced that they end up doing something like this, but probably in a more controlled way. Maybe it's more like the fifty versus fifty idea that a lot of people are adopting. But something in Overwatch, I think, is coming. I think it has to, because at some point, 
they're going to get left behind again in a genre war. And I know it's not Blizzard's way to just constantly try to keep up with the Joneses, but I don't know, man. It's hard to ignore that stuff. They could these take days. All, they could you could drop you in vanilla in Overwatch and just make all the power ups that you like the abilities from the characters as pickups. Yeah, yeah, they like, totally. I, could. I found I found a hook or I found a whatever chain gun or you know, yeah, improve your weapons, whatever. But even if it was just a hundred junk rats enter, one one leaves. There's something about that I like. <laughs> They should just do it in WoW. That. WoW yeah. can support a hundred people in one area. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. true. That's, that's a great idea. Why isn't that happening? Why isn't that a thing? I mean, they have, they do have like a, you know, the the fight, the big what's that one called, uh, the Dark Shore one or whatever it is, where everybody yeah, gets Dark in and Shore fights. Versus Terran Mill. Yeah, why not just do a giant arena of uh, space for a hundred and only one, and then when you die, just get out and start another one. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's the ki- that's the kicker here is there's always someone in there to play, and I just noticed yesterday like who would have thunk this two years ago if you had said this I'd have laughed in your face, but PUBG was behind Fortnite in viewers on Twitch. Now yep. part of that's because they've got PS4 and you know they're kind of more everywhere. It's also and they're free. And they're free. Free makes a huge difference. Um, but clearly there's a genre staring us in the face that is not going to go away very quick, and every game out there is going to do something like this and new games are going to come like this i don't want blizzard to get left behind again and i'm not even saying that that is a hero's problem just saying in general like notice a thing and get on it in a lot of ways wow was that sure everquest came before but they knew they could out everquest everquest but wow being relaunched in 2009 or 10 that would have been too late you know what i mean so timing's important. Anyway, who knows? I don't know what the future holds for all of our favorite uh, MOBAs, but uh, I just want them to keep making it because I love heroes and I don't like other MOBAs. They can all bite me in the in the chode. <laughs> I try. I tried them, and it's no offense. I just don't like them. I tried them. They make me feel like I don't want to play them. The closest no, I this got... Is, this is the game to play. Yeah, the closest sure. I got was Arena of Valor because it's mobile, but that's the only reason. It's just convenient, and I got a 10-minute ten, match in bed. You can you can play a match of that, squirt some water up your butt, call it a night. That's just warm, soothing. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good evening, right? <laughs> Bidet glory. <laughs> what I wonder is how are they testing it up there? You know what I mean? Like the, the guy bidet? who just put it in? Yeah. Do you think he was like, All right, let's give this a whirl, everybody out? Like <laughs> like what do you do? <laughs> I don't know, just the thinking, you know, thinking about what that I might mean, be. Don't they calibrate it? I have no idea. But I have no idea. Like you use a mannequin with targets on it, so that <laughs> you adjust the sprout or the the spouts to. Oh, that's missing the yeah. uh, the target there. What's you the know? penetration level on yeah. this bidet? You know, you need it's classified uh, at a five. That's target. too intense. Yeah. That's too intense. You need a bidet dummy or something that'll sit there and you can test. I mean, all that's the probably pressure. how the engineers make it, right? They've got to like. Well. Run simulations in their simul in their bidet simulators. Yeah, they don't have. Hey, Bill, drop them and get over here. We'll get on this thing. Hope you had a fresh poo recently, because <laughs> yeah, we need don't to test hear it. About a bidet recall, like that's yeah. not good. No. No Before they can build an API that. for the bidets, they have to make sure that the, they're properly designed. I'm with Bo. I want to know the stats they track, like water temperature, penetration level. <laughs> Why? There's no penetration for a bidet. It's, I, it, I, look, I agree there shouldn't be, be but what if there was? That's not a good bidet. That's why you test. Yeah. Listen, if you have a bad bidet, you're going to have a really bad bidet, if you know what I'm saying. 
Uh, I think I nominate that for show title. A bad bidet. A bad bidet. All right. You got it. Uh, we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, I'll let everybody know probably tomorrow on TMS how it went. But uh, uh, that's going to do it for the show. That's it. Oh, send your emails. By the way, thank you, Peter, for that. Core at heroesforyou.com. That's our email address. Our website is heroesforyou.com. I may have put some food in my mouth just now. I don't know why I did that. I couldn't tell. There was no way to know. I was, I'm starving and I couldn't. And I thought, oh, it's a good time to sneak one in. No. Now I have to talk. This is great. Anyway, hey, support us. If you like hearing me eat, uh, actually, I usually don't. So don't don't support us for this. But anyway, patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash core show. Great way to support the show. It will be our lifeblood. Thank you guys so much for doing it. Uh, if you like what we're doing, that's the place to support us. Heroesforyou.com is our website. You can find us on Twitter. John Jagger uh, is at John underscore Jagger. You can find me at Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz at Bo Schwartz. And core heroes for the show it's gonna do it for us for me for Bo, for john we'll see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't Scott, know. Scott, do you like everybody doing poems today? Um, do I like it? <laughs> do you hate life? <laughs> um, I don't it, I I don't have any direct disdain for it. It's fine. It's you know, talk like a pirate day I've even come around on a little bit. Because I kind of you know, I like, like talking like a pirate. I kind of like it. I kind of enjoy it. It's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. It now, just seemed like it might be a may the fourth be with you. Right? Oh, I hate that one. Let me tell you why I hate that one. I don't like that one. Not because I don't love Star Wars. I do loved it. It's if anything shaped my life in pop culture, it's Star Wars, like everybody else and their dog. Like it's a really important thing to me. So no problem with Star Wars. I don't even have a problem with us celebrating Star Wars in ways that are unique and creative. What I don't like is they stuck it on the fourth so that you have to say, may the fourth be with you, which sounds like somebody's got a mouthful of mashed potatoes when they're saying, may the fourth be with you. I hate it. <laughs> That's the only reason I hate it. That's it. It sounds so dumb when people say it. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's based completely on a pun. Yeah, I hate mm-hmm. it. And I like a good pun, but may the fourth be with you. Sounds like you're trying to make fun of somebody who can't talk. They have a speech impediment. I hate it. So there you go. Merry December, miss. <laughs> well done that's the other one it's that one then that one those two looking forward to that happy october october ween oh october ween (laughs) now october ween's a holiday i would celebrate oh i would play i would celebrate october is october fest i should know about that one yeah but there's no ween in it you gotta get some ween in. no there there is ween in october there's october let me tell you about the ample ween that is in october fest plenty of ween Creamy pain. All right, let's do a show. What do you guys say? I think we should do a show. Um, we pretty much have everything here, don't we? It's going to be a nice little, uh, little contained See little the effort. new intro? I did. I got that in here. Uh, I haven't heard it yet because I like to be surprised along with everybody else. A little longer than usual and maybe not justified, but whatever. It's fine. Hey, so, I don't care. I'm up for... It's justified in that Bo likes Rainer. I am down, <laughs> I am down for whatever. I think that's... we all like Rainer here. That's why I thought it'd be okay. Oh, Jim Rainer's that, great. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a uh, he's a good point Blake shot in your face if you screw with him, kind of guy. I like him. 
And right. he likes a good drink, and he likes his jukebox. Yep. Jukebox. All right, well, let's uh, let's do it, shall we? Shall we do it? We should do it. Shall we dance? Shall uh, we dance? We should. May I the fourth so. be with you and your did we know, Did you guys know that Heroes of the Dorm was starting today? Like, no. right now? No. The exact same time as us? No. I didn't oh. Know that. <laughs> but it is. Is it really? We should have re reached out to them before they launched Heroes of the Dorm. We're still on viewers. Yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> Really hey, are we on the live stream today? Um, no, Bo. Let me let, let me surprise you with a <laughs> yeah. uh, actual answer this time. No, because Heroes of the Dorm is going on. Yeah, so we are and that's a Twitch again. It's not some Facebook thing. So they're already uh, here. We may get some of this that, slag from that. It'll be fine. You know, some wanderer. Their PR team's on top of it. We forgot to tell them, but they acted accordingly and got them up on the launcher. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, had we I'll let them know ahead. Show now, sorry. I'm sure if we'd let them know ahead, they would have moved. Heroes of the Dorm around for us. <laughs> yeah, this, this was planned back before we were on Wednesday. They were really sad. 